Welcome to the AI Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Every day we break down breaking AI news stories and explain their implications in your life and in business. If you are interested in seeing really interesting AI use cases, make sure to follow me over on x.com, formerly Twitter, as I will be sharing some really cool use cases of AI and I kind of, you know, retweet some of the greatest things I'm seeing in the space every day. So make sure to follow me at Jaden underscore AI. I'll drop a link to that, but also my handle is in the podcast cover. I would love to have you in the community. Today on the podcast, we have the pleasure of talking with Melvin, who is an IT and cybersecurity expert. He runs a firm out of New Jersey. So um, today we're going to be diving into how we see AI and cybersecurity um, and this field going forward into the future. Welcome to the show, Melvin. Thank you, Jaden. Thank you. So, Melvin, would you mind telling us a little bit about your background and kind of what got you interested in this in the first place? Um, yes. Um, so, my name is Melvin um, Ejogu. I have been in the IT industry for a very long time. I think since 1998, something like that. Um um, and as the IT industry has evolved, I have also evolved with it. Um, cybersecurity is obviously a hot topic, but it, it has always been a topic for us because when we build networks, um, we have to secure it. So I started on in, um, my cybersecurity journey um, maybe over 20 years ago. Um, right now, I run a company called Vimos Technologies. We specialize in delivering digital services and solutions that transform business. So any business that is on that uh, transformational, uh, digital transformational journey, that, that's where we come in. We can help them uh, assess uh, their uh, the solutions that they want to implement. We can design it, plan it, implement it, and manage it for them. Um, and so that's that's typically that's that's my background. I have. Uh, a lot of the IT certifications, personally, everyone in my team has a, um, some kind of a certification that will help companies to uh, uh, get them to where they need to be. That's very cool. What, what kind of got you interested in IT and cybersecurity um, at, at the beginning? Um, for me, IT, I don't know. I mean, I've always, um, I've always liked uh, technology, you know. Um, think it was just I just gravitated towards technology maybe it was a gift I don't know <laughs> but um, <laughs> but cybersecurity um, it was it was something that needed to happen right you build something you got to protect it so um, when we realized that after building some after building something if you don't secure that you someone is, someone else can come in and tear, tear it completely down so so I that's when I started my cybersecurity journey and plus, it paid good too. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, right, totally. Yeah. And I think that it, it's really interesting because I feel like this is an area that is just becoming increasingly important uh, today as we kind of see everything happening. How do you think AI, um, you know, ChatGPT, and, and tools like it really have kind of changed the landscapes and the types of uh, cybersecurity threats that companies are seeing today? Um, well, AI. Uh, ChatGPT. Let's talk about ChatGPT, for example, right? So, okay. yeah, um, you know, we've always we've we've used search engines for a long for decades now, right? So a lot of us learned, um, you know, learned things through Google. You just Google it, right? That has become a term, Google, right? Right. So, 
Um, a lot of people that started using ChatGPT, for example, started using it because of the search uh, capabilities. Um, you know, um, but platforms like ChatGPT take the search, take all of that to the next level, right? So you, because you can control how the conversation goes, right? Um, hmm. And and for those in coding or in the software business, when you use tools like ChatGPT, when you use them well. Um, those tools can understand codes and they can even locate hidden malware codes, right? And they can provide insights and help mm -hmm. you tell you how to solve problems. And, um, and so using tools like that can actually help, uh, the operator become a little bit more, uh, more efficient. And, um, then on the other side, right, since, um, you know, AI, chat GPT, all of that, it, all of that stuff is also a double-edged sword, right? Because uh, criminals are also using it, right? So if criminals are using it to try to find better ways to attack you, you, um, you got to also try to use it to stay ahead of the game. Otherwise, you're going to get, uh, um, you, you're going to, you're not going to like what's going to happen, right? So, yeah. So, so mean, what, do you, what do you think like the main use cases or concerns with, you know, like chat GPT or something, a cyber criminal, what are, I guess, is it like phishing attacks? Is it, um, I guess like what, what level of sophistication does something like chat GPT add or what, what kinds of things can cyber criminals use it for? Um, you know, they can use it to, uh, I don't know if you know this, but you can actually, you can actually, uh, chat GPT can actually go through codes for you. It can actually pump out codes. Yeah. So, um, now I know that as as this technology matures, um, the level of the quality of codes that that it will be able to pump out is going to be uh, crazy. So um, um, automation, you know, there's a lot of. I think, I think, I mean, right now I would say it's probably only twenty percent what it can do, if if not less. So the mm -hmm. future of things like ChatGPT um is even um greater than what it is right now mm -hmm. yeah that's crazy um so i would say like given the increasing kind of complexity and sophistication of cyber threats what strategies should businesses implement to kind of effectively combat these do you think um yeah cyber threats they're becoming very uh complex and sophisticated um, so every company has to at least prioritize cybersecurity measures, right? You got you have your access controls. You have to they have to have robust and uh, effective um, access controls. I um, they also have to you got to you got to train your users, right? So there has to be regular security awareness training because uh, if your users don't know don't know that they can become the weakest link you spend all that money and then some somebody that that's not aware of what's going on can be your weakest link and you can get hacked through that right. um also a big one is uh multi-factor authentication right that is huge that is huge because someone can brute force a, a, a password attack um but if they don't have the, all this stuff which is typically biometric or uh, like your phone, something, mm -hmm. um, then they can't really come in, right? Um, uh, the, 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 the typical, which is keeping your software up to date, I think um, you, you will have, you'll be surprised at how much, how much damage could be done 
when companies leave their software unattended, right? So you could um, a lot of a lot of these software people are always trying to figure out how to, ways to hack them. So if your stuff is three years old and you haven't touched it, you haven't patched it, that could be a, a, a way people can um, get in. So um, you got to always keep your software up to date. And um, also th the biggest one is when you get hacked, right? What do you do? So um, I think a lot of companies don't have some kind of an incidence response plan. So I think um, uh, you got to you gotta have it mapped out what you will do if you get hacked and who uh, right. call, you know, the, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, and especially as I feel like these attacks are becoming a little bit more prevalent and perhaps more, like you said, a little bit more complex with AI and other tools. You know, from your vantage point, what you're seeing, you know, as the CEO of a, of a tech company and specifically one that focuses and deals with cybersecurity, how do you kind of see the role of AI in, in cybersecurity evolving over the next, let's say, like five years? Like, and I guess, give me, uh, I'll ask it from two sides. Number one, you know, where do you see the threats coming over the next five years? How do you see this, this like, what's the implication of this um, technology getting better? And then maybe after that, we can talk about how you see AI, you know, helping with those problems. Well, you know, so when you do a research, you find out that businesses are spending billions on AI and automation technologies, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think I was reading somewhere uh, on Forbes magazine, um, they are forecasting that AI technology alone is set to become a $500 billion uh, market by 2025. Holy cow, that's a lot of money, right? So, right. so um, and Forbes, we, we haven't come to trust what they say, right? So right. So with that kind of money, AI is not going anywhere anytime soon. It's going to play a crucial role in helping organizations protect their network. So I think that um, AI is going to be crucial, especially in cybersecurity. Um, I think so. Because it's, look, uh, like I said, um, uh, I was talking to a gentleman uh, a couple, couple uh, weeks ago. Um, with AI platforms, one of the things that it does is it allows um, for the processing of data at an alarming speed, right? So right. anything that can process data that quickly, and uh, when you couple that with machine learning, I think this future, the future of AI is something that's going to be incredible. Okay, yeah. And so, I mean, off the top of my head, I've heard a few different, I'd be curious to hear your take and what your thoughts are on these, you know, being so professional in the field, but um, a few different uh, cybersecurity issues I've seen specifically with AI, one of them being, um, I think there was a recent incident where um, there was like a, a, a scammer or something that called uh, a mom and, and it was in the voice of her daughter and it was asking for like help. She was in trouble. She needed money. She needed blah, 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 something, something. And of course, this is more like a family thing, but I can see how this could be very easily um, manipulated in, in for enterprise or the corporate side where essentially you get a call from your boss and he's like, hey, sorry, I had to borrow someone else's phone, but I really need you to like wire this money to do this thing, blah, blah, blah. But of course, today with these new AI systems, we have, of course, AI voice cloning. And some of them, um, you know, you can clone someone's voice with as little as five seconds of audio. And if you want a yeah. great clone, it's five minutes of audio. How do you how do you like recommend or I guess what are what are, how, what are your thinking around, you know, issues like that? Right. Like that could be very confusing. And a lot of people just aren't prepared for those types of cybersecurity threats. I know. I know. I mean, you just see there's there's always got to be a human aspect to it. Right. So if someone calls me, um, <clears throat> I still have to be able to 
based on the personality of that person, be able to know that this is wrong. This is this is not the person, right? Mm -hmm. So so for example, in even in cybersecurity, uh, um, when you um, one of the things is the threat detection, right? So when you have a threshold, when you have already uh, um, the way that the system behaves. So if the system begins to act a different way, um, your your solution should be able to catch it and realize something is off, right? So mm -hmm. if someone calls me, pretend to pretend it to be my brother or my dad, or, of course, it's not just the voice that makes a person, right? There's other things that makes a person. So I should be able to detect right away that, hey, you might have my dad's voice, but you're not my dad, right? So, right, right. So, so, so the human aspect of this, this, all of this stuff, should be considered. AI is not going to take away our jobs. It's not going to replace everything. Um, so, we should always, um, um, always use common sense. Also, you know, for things like that. Do you think the threat is more in things like you know, potentially like that, where it's kind of social engineering? I mean, I remember my first corporate job. Um, we. I don't know what it was, like our other emails for our company got leaked to some database, but we would, yeah, I'd, I'd routinely get a couple emails a day that would be like, you know, addressed from my CEO at my company would be like, hey, I need this urgently. Can you give me a call? This is my phone number. And like, you know, I don't know. They'd be like, yeah, I just get those all the time. And of course, everyone in the company is like, hey, this is cybersecurity stuff. I'm actually pretty sure our IT department would send stuff out like that just to like test us too. Yeah, so yeah. maybe that one's yeah, part of it. Yeah. Um, but in any case, do you think these cybersecurity threats from AI, there's, of course, the social engineering side of it, right? Like that and like the, the voice calls and that kind of stuff. Do you think that's the issue or do you think just the AI is going to use machine learning to have a really ed, you know advanced algorithms that's going to be able to like brute force hack into things um, or kind of wreak havoc from that side? You know, the problem with things like this, the problem with technology, especially with technology that's powered by things like AI, machine learning, is that... Um, they also have the ability to learn, right? To adjust, right? So, so when hackers use things like that, um, and people, companies that focus on cybersecurity, when they come up with solutions, these hackers using AI technology could also evade those strategies, right? So, right. It, it's always going to be a constant battle between the good and the bad uh, bad guys, right? So, um, it's, and especially with the way the with the way cybersecurity crimes are now where there's an on-the-ground world where they trade ideas and, and help each other out. Um, uh, it's, it's going to be everything. It's not just going to be the emails. It's not going to be the, it's not going to be the phishing. Um, the, cl you know, cloud, cloud security um, is also uh, huge. Um, cryptocurrency is also making it hard to track these people, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's going to be, uh, I think I think um, it's going to be a combination of everything. To be honest. Um. Yeah. I think. Uh. I think it's going to be really interesting. And so I know this is this is kind of brand new. So I'm not. I don't expect you to have a specific response to this. But I'm not sure if you've seen in the news lately. There's been a lot of talk about um, a potentially new material for quantum computing and quantum conductivity. Have you seen anything about that? And if so, I I wonder if you have thought about the implications that, you know, something like that might have on AI and on cybersecurity. I've seen that. I've, I've seen that. And uh, quite frankly, it's still new to me. I'm still trying to wrap my head around, right. Same. around <laughs> all of that. Um, but look, I think I think this whole thing is going to continue to grow and there's going to be um, one day we'll be able to uh, go to the moon. But I don't know, you know, so. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know what, 
I think a little bit too early for me to speak on. Okay, right for sure. Um, so one question I would be curious in asking you, because you know you you talked a little bit about the benefits and the risks of AI and ChatGPT and stuff. Is there anything your company is currently doing to kind of leverage AI in helping with cybersecurity? Um, yes. So um, for us, we have a product that actually leverages. Uh, we have a current product that um, that that people can actually go to the website right now, subscribe to help um, when they're browsing the internet, right? It's called Visha. Okay. okay. Um, and uh, it, in the background, it leverages AI. All it, all it does is um, there's a, a bunch of data that it has collected about good good and bad sites, and it can use AI to make decisions as to whether the site you're going to is a pretty good site or it's a bad site, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, there's a couple stuff out there, but uh, this is a pretty simple, simple stuff. You can install it. You could actually it's cloud based. So mm, just subscribe. You just subscribe. You could do it at home or at work. Um, that's one way that we are leveraging AI. We also have a solution that um, a, a, a line of business that we actually we should be launching pretty soon. In the background, that's also leveraging AI. Um, but so for us, we just leverage AI tools that other people build. If we haven't really mm-hmm. come to build our own uh, right. uh, AI, we, we're not we're not at that level where we build up like a chat GPT uh-huh. or anything like that. But we just leverage what other people have built. Yeah, but actually, I think that's a really cool concept the the V Shield thing because essentially, right? You could you could take a massive corpus of of data and say, look, that here is like you know a thousand or you know here's like a hundred thousand websites. Um, these are all the components of a good normal website. These are, you know, websites that we've vetted as very good. And then you could go, here's, a, a, you know, 100,000 phishing websites. Here's all the components of these dangerous websites. What makes them dangerous, how you can detect them, run that through an AI. And then you don't have to make a list of, because of course, hackers and cybersecurity people are, you know, like hackers and malicious actors are going to constantly be coming up with new URLs, right? It's, it's impossible to essentially make a database of every mm-hmm. bad site in the world to alert mm-hmm. people. That's a really cool concept to train an AI off of bad ones so it can detect um, and uh, and let people know. You know, I think that's kind of interesting, too, because you see with like a lot of phishing sites, people think like, oh, I'm just going to like my supplier's website or I'm just going to, you know, Facebook or Google or like a basic site they trust. But it's just a, a clone of the site. And, you know, there's maybe a typo in the URL. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, that's really interesting because you could essentially just have uh, an AI to detect and tell you. Even when you know everything else seems perfectly normal and fine, you're just logging into your website, but it's really phishing. Ah, exactly. very cool. Thank you. And you know, uh, we use it at home. Uh, we use it at home. We we use it in the office. When you have little kids, especially, um, you just want to be able to control what's going on in your house and what's going on at work. So it, it comes in handy. Very cool. I love that. So you know, if people are interested in you know getting in contact with you, learning more, um, or perhaps using your company, where is the best place for people to find you? Um, we have a website, www.vmost.com. V e e m o s t dot com. That is best way to find us. Um, our contact information is on there. Um, all all our social media handles are on there too. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Melvin. It's been absolutely amazing. And for all of the listeners, thank you so much for listening to the AI Chat podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts and have a wonderful rest of your day.